Today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast will be starting a new series where I bring on one of you guys, a Pistons fan, to come on and talk about what's it like to be a Pistons fan, some of your best Pistons memories, and how do you feel about this squad moving forward. We'll talk about that in today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to our YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. We are on our way to 5,000 subscribers. Continuing to show Lockdown, we are the best and fast-growing fan base at the Lockdown Network. Or if you listen to this on one of the podcast platforms, go down to the bottom of whatever podcast platform you listen to this on. Leave us a five-star review. That's another great way to support the podcast. Again, I would really appreciate it. So I'd let you guys know on the last episode, and if you missed the last episode, make sure you guys go check it out. But on the last episode, I let you guys know that we're going to be starting a new series for the rest of the offseason, one time per week. I'm going to bring on one of you guys, a Detroit Pistons fan, to talk about your guys' favorite memories, how you became a Pistons fan, your Pistons fandom story, basically, and how you feel about this team moving forward. Are you excited? All that kind of things. So today will be the first episode. Again, if you guys want to find a way to put yourself in the running to be on one of these episodes moving forward, you can either comment down below on the YouTube channel or over on Twitter, tweet at me, at Kuka Hill. Let me know that you guys would like to be in the running for it. I have a, a fun way we're going to pick who gets to come on. We'll, I'll reveal that to you guys next week, so stay tuned for that. But no, enough of all the intro stuff. Let's go ahead and bring on the fan we have coming on today. You guys may know him if you're active on Twitter by Fueled by Motown. His name is Tyler. Tyler, how are you doing, man? What's going on, Koo? Man, let's uh let's get jumping, man. I'm excited. This is a this is a really cool series. Uh I just want to thank you on behalf of the whole Pistons community for doing this because I uh I've seen on Twitter a lot of these guys are getting really excited about uh possibly coming on. So um I was honored that uh I'm the first one, so uh appreciate it. Yep, absolutely, man. I see your for those of you guys listening on the podcast, you guys don't see it, but you got some nice jerseys back there. You got Blake Griffin one. What yeah. is that? Uh I Grant Hill, what's number two? Cade. That's is there another the, one next yeah. to Cade, or you got those three right nope, there? Nope, nope. I, I just got a mini hoop behind uh, between them. So, uh, so yeah. And then I'm wearing I'm wearing the the Cade uh, City Edition one from this past season, the throwback. So, there you go. Uh, there you yeah. go. All right, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like the teal jersey back that you got for Grant Hill. Yeah. All right. So, let's start off with this. Tell everybody how did you become a Pistons fan? Yeah. Um. So I was thinking about this and uh i guess the best way to say it is um i don't think you become a detroit sports fan by choice i think that these teams choose you um i grew up in the metro detroit area i'm a detroit area kid through and through and um these are the teams i grew up uh watching these are the the teams that i've uh you know been a fan of my whole life you know the early days of the pistons lions red wings and tigers you know with the the J- Joey Harrington, John Kitna days of uh, the Lions and, you know, the Pistons with, you know, uh, you know, all the teams they had back then with like Rodney Stuckey and, you know, all those guys. Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I think I've become a bigger fan of these teams the more I learned about the sports as I got older. Um, 
got more uh, invested in the teams. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that that's probably how I became a fan was uh, just kind of growing up in this area and just being a big sports fan. Um, always the Detroit teams being on, you know, when I was younger, you know, the Pistons, Tigers, and Red Wings, they're all good. The Lions always being the Lions, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think when I first really started getting to the Pistons, it was kind of like right when they were entering their uh, era of purgatory, where they were kind of, you know, just exiting that um, going to work Pistons era where you had, you know, these crummy teams from year to year where you were just getting excited just because you love basketball, you love Pistons basketball. But, um, but I think I really started to become a big fan, you know, um, around the Red, Reggie Jackson, Andre Drummond, you know, time. That was when I started really getting into basketball and, uh, um, and more so the Pistons. Um, and I think once Blake got here, that was when, like, I was, like, all in on the Pistons. Um, that really got me, like, excited about this team again. Obviously, in hindsight, we, we saw how that worked out and, you know, we, we, we got to the playoffs one year and, and I was actually at that, uh, at that game four game against Milwaukee where, you know, Blake was walking off the court um, and everyone was giving him a stand and O because he, uh, you know, gave this team a great year. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think we're entering, you know, the prime of, of uh, Detroit sports here in the next few years. And I'm really excited for it. So, yeah, like you mentioned at the very beginning of this podcast that uh, there have been a lot of people, I think over, I think I kind of north of a hundred people who've tried and, and messaged me and said they want to be on the podcast. It's going to be interesting um, to see how I find a way to yeah. get as many people on here as possible. Uh, again, like I said, I have a fun way. I'm going to do that for you guys. Stay tuned for the next episode. That's why I'll reveal that to you guys. Um, but like you mentioned, there's a lot of people trying to get on here. And I think the majority of people who have messaged me or the majority of the people that interact with me are around my age group. And how old are you, Tyler? Uh, I'm actually, my birthday's next week. I'll be 25. So. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, around my age group, I'm 24, you're 25. I feel like the majority of people reaching out have been around my age group. Now I've heard, seen a lot of people reach out that are much older than me. There's been a few that are much younger than me, but I feel like the majority of people are around my age group. And with that being the case, I feel like all of us have a pretty identical story for how it came up as a Pistons fan. Like you mentioned, we, you know, around the time that we really hit like the age of understanding what the hell was actually going on. You know, the Pistons were heading into purgatory. Chauncey had just got traded, you know, Allen Iverson with the Pistons. Right. Uh, they went through years of just not being good, even a little bit. Um, Andre Drummond, Reggie Jackson teams were probably the teams we grew up rooting for the most became big fans of those guys. Cause those guys were like probably some of the most success we had seen outside right. of like when we were like six, seven years old and saw them win chips. So I feel like a lot of us have that same type of story where, you know, by the time we got into it, the team just wasn't very good anymore. So uh, the fact that, like you mentioned, that's part of the reason why probably Blake was my favorite Piston ever. Like, I see, you, again, you got the Blake jersey in the background yeah, and everything. Really, yeah. So, you know, for a lot of Pistons fans around our age, Blake was the only real level of success we've ever, like, actually got to have. That that was, you know, we were super young when the Pistons won the championship. I don't have many memories of it. I was a real, real young kid. Um, I have some. But... Like I said, I feel like a lot of us, the real taste of any kind of success we've had has been Blake Griffin. So I, I won't be shocked that if we end up having another fan on around our age group, we'll have the same story because, right. like I said, it, 
that's what we grew up on. That's what our age group, I feel like, really, that's all we were really offered by this team. Um, before we move on, though, to the next thing, I want to get, what was your, do you remember your first Pistons memory? Would you be able to, what's the first thing that pops in your head when you can think of your first Pistons memory? Uh, the first thing that comes to mind, I don't know why, this is the first thing that comes to mind is, uh, is getting excited over Henry Ellenson. I don't know why uh, <laughs> that came to mind, but I just remember uh, I was at my local park uh, watching the fireworks when the draft was happening, and I was checking my phone to see who we drafted. Saw that we we landed this stretch big who was supposed to really help space the floor, and this was kind of when the stretch big was kind of just becoming more of a popular thing, and um, people were getting really excited about it. And, yeah, I don't know why. That was the first thing that came to mind, though. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> that, when, when was, that was 2016, wasn't it? 17, 16, 17? Yeah, something like that. Henry Ellison, man. Good days. <laughs> good, good, good days back then, huh? <laughs> the glory right. days. Yeah, exactly. All right. When we come back, we'll start talking about some of Tyler's favorite memories as a Pistons fan of the Pistons. And obviously, we'll get his thoughts about how he feels about this team now that they have assembled Troy Weaver, how he's done just completely flipping this roster and giving this team and this fan base a new look, a new roster to to look forward to, new young core to look forward to. Do you feel any different about this young core compared to some of the other cores that have been tried to built here in Detroit? We'll talk about all those things when we come back from the ad break. But first, let me tell you guys a little bit about you guys' favorite sponsor, Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the Puffs treatment. That's right, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a delicious, chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen to this. They are good for you too. They're low calories, low sugar, high in protein, and absolutely delicious. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are only here for a limited time. So go to Built.com to make sure you don't miss out. They're going out fast because they taste absolutely amazing. And like I tell you guys all the time, make sure you're checking out Built.com all the time because it feels like they're coming out with limited time flavors every other day. And I can't guarantee how long said limited time flavor will be around because they're constantly changing them. So again, check out Built.com and check out all the limited time flavors they're constantly coming out with. The best part about the Built's Puff Bar, though, of course, is that they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free. Because they're actually good for you. They're the perfect treat, perfect when you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they're an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing about it. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Again, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. Or if you listen to this on one of the podcast platforms, go to the bottom or whatever podcast platform you listen to this to. Leave a five-star review. It's the best way to support the podcast. I'd really appreciate either option. All right, Tyler. So... Before we talk about what your first memory, or not first memory, we talked about the first memory, what your favorite memories are as a Pistons fan thus far, uh, I, I kind of want to say what my first 
memory of the Pistons uh, is right now. For some reason, I, I don't know why this is the one that always pops up, but my my first memory that instantly comes to my mind all the time with the Detroit Pistons is the game Rip Hamilton against the New York Knicks. I think he scored like 53 points in like double OT or something. I remember exactly where I was. I remember exactly why I was watching. I remember all of that. I can't remember much of anything else that season. I don't remember what season it was, but I remember being at my aunt's house. I remember it being on the living room. I remember seeing Rip hit a bunch of corner three. I remember seeing it all and being like just lost to how he was going crazy and thinking he was like the greatest player of all time. That's like my first memory I can think of as a Pistons fan. Now, I have some distant memories of them winning the championships and stuff, or but I, I don't, I don't have like hardcore memories, like ones I can actually put to, uh, like paint out. That one I can actually paint out. I think that's like the first memory I can actually paint for everybody. Um, but anyways. Let's talk about some of your favorite your favorite memories as a Pistons fan. What were some of your favorite moments as a Pistons fan? And I know there's probably not a ton, uh, but actually right. there may be there may be a ton. And the time there was probably a lot of times that you know I, I know I got myself hyped up a few times and it was ended up being a bad thing. But um, <laughs> what what were some of those times for you? Honestly, I think a lot of them come from when Blake Griffin was here because I was such a big Blake Griffin fan. Um, Obviously, that game against Philly, uh, that was a great game when, you know, he hit that last shot where he faked it. You know, that was – I think that was about as hype as i ever been at a Pistons game up to that point. Um, uh, when I went to that playoff game, that was – that atmosphere was was amazing. I mean, they were down 3-0, and, you know, Blake was playing on one leg, and LCA was bumping and jumping, and everybody was hype, and – um, I think we went into the half uh, leading and everyone was like, we, Hey, we could, we could at least steal one game, you know, and, and at least, you know, end this, you know, drought of, of winning a playoff game. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of them just come from that Blake year. I think, you know, when he had that, that, you know, when he made all, you know, uh, all NBA third team um, just, yeah, I mean, you know, him just carrying the team on his shoulders every night in and night out. And uh, at this time, I didn't have uh, my current Twitter page. I was just using my my personal Twitter uh, just to talk about it. And that's actually why I made a, a, a sports Twitter page because I felt like I was annoying all my friends from high school who didn't care about sports. Um, but I was always talking about Blake Griffin and how uh, – um, he was just carrying this team. So a lot of a lot of my best memories were were from those couple of years with Blake. So I kind of want to dive in a little deeper with that because I don't think I'm one of them, but I think especially since he left, um, there's not. I don't think you hear very many positive things about Blake from Pistons fans. What was it do you think about that season by Blake that just you know really caught your attention and really got that fandom out of you like that to where it. It, it's one of your favorite memories as a Pistons fan. Uh, because he didn't choose to be here. Like he signed with the Clippers to be a Clipper for life, was dealt here with, without even being told, without even the, the front office, even having a conversation with him. He found out about the trade, you know, through, through Twitter. And he came here with a chip on his shoulder um, and with a team he didn't care to play for. Um, and he just went out there to prove, prove, you know, 
with that chip on his shoulder, prove the Clippers wrong for trading him and proving Detroit right for trading for him. And he was a great representation of the city. Um, I always think Blake gets a, gets a bad rap, you know, from what happened, uh, you know, like I said, he didn't choose to be here. The direction of the franchise was changing and things got sour pretty quickly, but um, he embraced the city. Um, he embraced, you know, being, you know, like Andre Drummond and, and being, you know, the twin towers and, and uh, you know, even though he had injury issues his whole career, he put his body on the line and fought through injury to carry that team to a playoff uh, appearance and had he not sat for like the last like two weeks of the season, they were in prime position to be like a six seed. And that was all because of Blake. Um, so, I mean, I just think that, uh, like I said, he didn't choose to be here and he represented this city for a few seasons and um, did everything right, did nothing but give his all to this team and the city. Um, and I think that the, the city kind of turned on him quickly when, uh, when he really wasn't all about, you know, the rebuild and, and, uh, and all that. All right. So obviously from Blake, it's been a few years, but Troy Weaver has absolutely flipped this roster on its head. We have, I don't think there's, yeah, there's not a singular player left from that, that, no. that era of basketball for the Pistons. Um, so it's completely new. This is a completely fresh team, even though a lot of these guys were here last year, that's still even fresh. A lot of these guys, 20, 19, 21 years old. How excited are you about about these guys? We're going to talk about them a little bit more, so don't don't get too deep into it. But just what's your level of excitement about this season? Uh, I think I'm as as excited as I've ever been for Pistons basketball. Um, I think that Troy's doing a great job, and like you said, without without getting into the weeds too much, I think uh, he's doing an excellent job at um, bringing in young talent, building a building this thing right. And I know it's said all the time, but he truly is building it right. Um, and uh, we got a core to build around and uh, endless opportunities that he could go down, you know, in the future, you know, tons of cap space, um, tons of assets. And uh, I think, you know, you can't help but get excited with, you know, Cade and Ivy and these guys. So, before we get into exactly what's going, what you think of next year, some of the players on the roster, uh, who's your favorite player on the current roster, all those kind of things, I just want to ask you something fun real quick. Who do you think is going to be the? You say you're a fan of a lot, all the piss or not Pistons, all the Detroit sports teams. Yeah. Who do you think is the first one to win a playoff game again? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, next team to win a playoff game. I'm going to go my Pistons, man. I really am. Um, I think that the Tigers are bottom of the barrel as far as these four teams are concerned. Al Avila is, is no good. Um, I think the Red Wings, Lions, and Pistons are all right there. So it's a it's a tough one between those three. But, um, you know, I, you got to go with, the you know, the best young player in the city. So I trust Cade and where this team's going. See, my answer always used to be the Lions. I would always pick the Lions every year, simply because, simply because football. I feel like you can. It's the easiest sport to go from worst to first. Yeah, and it's just one playoff game instead of like like one playoff game in football. Anybody can win the game. Like That's you see true. it happen a lot. Um, I feel like basketball most of the time the best team wins. I feel like football is a little bit more of a coin toss. 
Um, so I always, I've always picked the Lions. I've never been right, and <laughs> <laughs> obviously, uh, I don't think any team, Detroit team, has won a playoff game since. God, it's, it's been, been a while. It's been a very long time. So now that the Lions don't have Matthew Stafford anymore, I don't think it's the Lions. I don't know enough about the Tigers to really say the Tiger, but I see all Tigers fans like just raging over this season. <laughs> yeah. So I think it might be the Pistons. I think I think the Pistons may do it, unless the Red Wings do it beforehand, which mm-hmm. I also am not very knowledgeable on the Red, Red Wings. But Pit Lions were always my answer, but I, I think I changed it now to, to the Pistons. Yeah. It would be interesting to see which team. I think all of them, though, are coming up at the same time. It has a chance to where For sure. there'll be a moment with the city. It's just going to be absolutely bumping with – great teams across the board. All of them hit a rebuild around the exact same time. All of them are coming up around the exact same time. As long as things go according to plan, they should all be great teams at the exact same absolutely. time, which would be absolutely great for the city. I can't, I can't wait for that for a few years. In a few years, I think downtown Detroit will be absolutely crazy. Um, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more in depth about this upcoming season, the players on the team, who's your favorite player, all those type of things. But first, you guys got to hear from a couple of our sponsors. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to our YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. Or you guys can give us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to or listening on. Um Again, if you guys want to be one of the fans that end up coming on the podcast in the future, again, we're going to be doing this once a week until the end of the offseason. If you want to find your way onto the Lockdown Pistons podcast, go down below in the comment section down below. Type in, hey, Koo, I want to be on the podcast. Or you can go over to my Twitter, at Hill. Send me a DM. Tweet at me. Hey, I want to come on the podcast. I'd like to be entered into the raffle. And I definitely will include you guys. And you guys will all have to stay tuned for the next episode coming out on Monday where I will detail how you will give yourself the best chance to be selected to come on the podcast. But you guys have to stay tuned for Monday. That's when I'll reveal it. All right, Tyler. So obviously this upcoming season led by Cade Cunningham first, actually, you know what? Let's get your thoughts on Cade. How do you feel about Cade Cunningham, man? Just, just, I know you had to have been excited. I know all of us were excited when they got the number one pick, was able to select Cade. He had this electric rookie season. Just how do you feel about Cade Cunningham being the face of the Detroit Pistons? Dude, I love Kate Cunningham. I can't get enough of Kate Cunningham. Uh, and it was before he – like, and, you know, I'm not trying to be that guy, but even before the Pistons selected him, I was big on Cade. Um, I don't watch a ton of college basketball, but um, I watched enough to know that Cade was that guy. Um, all in March Madness that year, I was picking Oklahoma State to go far, go deep, and they weren't even that high of a seed. I think they were maybe like a, like a four or six seed or something like that, but I had – Oklahoma State going far and when we won that lottery I was I was absolutely through the roof um I think Cade is just a perfect player that you build your team around uh super mature for his age um on the court and off the court um just an excellent talent just there's not much more to say about him I mean he's he's a great player and I'm so excited that we have him absolutely man we I've said it many times in the podcast I'm gonna continue to say it for the rest of his career in Detroit I don't think there was a better guy to be the face of Detroit sports, Detroit Absolutely. Pistons, the face of the Detroit, the city. Uh, like you say, he's very mature beyond his years on and off the court. And he's going to be, I've said before, I think he'll be an MVP level player in the future soon. Uh, he's fantastic. I can't, I'm the Pistons got really lucky. They won the number one overall pick 
but not just any number one overall pick, the number one overall pick in last year's draft. They, yeah, la- well, technically, I guess you guys would consider last year's the one that just happened a month ago, but you guys get what I'm saying. To get the first overall pick in that one, because you get Cade Cunningham, it doesn't look like he's the kind of guy that's going to want to ask guys for three years. You don't have to worry about him wanting to leave Detroit. He's completely bought into Detroit. He loves the city. Mm-hmm. He wants to bring the city back. You have a guy who's mature on and off the court, an electric talent, a guy who wants to make his teammates better, unselfish, just understands what it takes to win, understands team basketball. I really don't think the Pistons could have got a better number one overall selection in any draft. Uh, so, Kay Cunningham, he's he's him. He, he's legit. He and I, 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 think, I think we're going to – I think through all the fans that come on for the rest of this <clears throat> this series, the rest of the offseason, I think we're all going to say the same thing about Cade. Cade, Cade is everybody's savior. He's he's, he's going to be the, the same. Bandwagons are coming, man. The bandwagons yeah, are coming. They are. You're starting to see him on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Everyone started talking about the Pistons a little bit more. Yeah. I saw. I think it was um, Brian Windhorst and what was it, Tim Botemps talking yeah. about the Pistons today on ESPN yeah. on Friday. You saw Reddick talk about them the other day. Yep, it's it's yeah. it's starting to pick up. We're starting to pick up. All right, so outside Kay Cunningham, Troy Weaver has done a pretty decent job. I think a lot of us would say a pretty good job of assembling a young core. What do you think about the core that's around Kay Cunningham right now? Um, I'm extremely excited about it. Uh, really excited about Jaden Ivey. Uh, he was my number two prospect in the whole draft, uh, so I'm thrilled that we got him. Um and uh, I really like Sadiq Bey. Um, I think he's a fantastic, you know, three or four on a really good team. Um, you know, uh, Killian Hayes, you know, I'm not the, the biggest Killian guy, but um, man, that guy can play great defense and, and he can play make for sure. Um, and I can totally see why you're a big fan of him, Koo. I mean, if he just, you know, fixes a couple areas of his game, he could be a fantastic player, um, you know, uh, I think Isaiah Stewart, you know, can be a, a quality starter at some point. Um, right now, he's probably a high-level backup to, you know, slightly below-average starter, but um, is still super young and has the ability to grow. Um, Marvin Bagley was a great get, pretty much got him for nothing. Um, uh, you know, I think, uh, oh, Jalen Duran, like, Love that guy. I mean, didn't know much about him going into the draft, but after watching him for a few summer league games, you know he's going to be a great player. Um, Isaiah Livers, your guy, um, great shooter. You know, just like you said, a great glue guy to to build. You know, just to 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 be a, a connector on on offense and defense on you know both units. So um, I like where it's going. Yeah, I think this is like now I, we have all. I think all of us like the young core and obviously some of us disagree about, you know, people's ceilings and stuff. But at the end of the day, I think all of us agree that this young core is the most exciting young core the Pistons have had since a lot of people, our age group have become fans. Like I think the last guy the Pistons had that was like a legitimate prospect of a young core, a legitimate building black was Andre Drummond. I think Andre Drummond was probably their last, the Pistons last legitimate hit that they had throughout the entire 2010s. Uh, I, who who else would you would even I think maybe KCP maybe right Luke Kennard is a, is a is a nice player but he's 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 okay I think Andre was the last one that really hit and that was over mm-hmm. like a ten year span uh, and even when you had Andre there wasn't a ton of young core pieces with him it, it was it was Andre and then 
there wasn't really much of a young core. It kind of mm-hmm. a bunch of veteran pieces. Marcus Morris, you know, you got a couple mid-aged guys, Tobias Harris, Reggie Jackson. But throughout the entire time period, there was never really a young, young core to get excited about with there. It was just Andre and a bunch of other people. The Pistons now have a legitimate like six to seven young core uh, players of a young core that is legitimately, legitimately reason to be excited about. Uh, Cade, obviously. Jalen Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart, obviously Sadiq Bay, who is a big fan favorite amongst everybody. Isaiah Livers. You got um I'm I'm missing I I forgot somebody. But there there's so many players on this team. And Marvin Bagley, that's who I forgot. Marvin Bagley. A ton of guys all under the age of 24 years old that are gonna be building together, growing together. I think that that's the best part about this for a lot of fans. And you can tell me if you agree with this. I think the best thing for, for fans, again, yes, I, my favorite Piston ever was Blake Griffin. But I think the best way, I think, I think a lot of fans would agree the best way to build a team, the most fun way to build a team is to have a bunch of guys that you got to watch grow and get to that point. You got to witness their low lights. You got to witness when they struggled. You got to witness how young they were. You got to witness them become an adult a grown-up a lot of these guys came in the league when they were 18 they were kids we got to we're going to get to watch all of them grow up and become grown men not only on the court and off the court like that kind of thing i feel like is special to fans when you're able to watch that happen and results in success too do you, do you think that's do you would you agree with that, that that's like the best way for a team and a fan base to see their team win oh 100 percent, yeah i mean I've never been a big fan of the free agency era where it's like the big three era. Let's just go make a trade, go through free agency and build your team that way. I think uh, the way to get your, the, the most fulfilling way to win is through the draft is building a nucleus through the draft. Like the golden state warriors did with, you know, Draymond clay and Steph. That's why those, those players are so important to that team and to that city is because they're their you know, players. And that's why uh, and, Warriors fans, I think that's why Warriors fans are so crazy. Like everyone hates yeah. Warriors fans, but I think that's why they're so they're so out there because they th- these aren't guys they got to come over to go and see. These are guys they drafted, watch grow up and watch them become dominant. They're they're right. crazy for those guys. Right. That that's a small market team who uh they're finally, you know, getting their opportunity to those fans are finally getting an opportunity to stand up and 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 kind of, you know, get excited and and get in the face of all these big market teams and say, look at us, you know, and, and that's what Detroit's going to be. You know, I, I feel confident in saying that with Cade and Troy Weaver. Um, but 100% back to your point, uh, that's exactly how you want to win. You know, it's through the draft and through a young core. Um, I think it's, it's super cool too, to watch them all kind of, like you said, kind of mature together, you know, uh, like the Isaiah Stewart, you know, situation with LeBron last year, you know, it was, you know, uh, really cool to kind of see the whole team kind of uh, to, you know, like Cade, like running after him and, and kind of like holding them back, trying to be mature. And, and, you know, Sadiq is just a super mature guy already. And, um, you know, you can already see that those guys are building chemistry on and off the court. And uh, that's, that's exciting too, is kind of see that they're all boys and they're all kind of growing up together and trying to get better together. You know, that's, you know, like I said, you know, it feels like it's your team, you know, it feels like they're your players, you know, and, um, and the fans really connect to that. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with everything you just said, man. It's amazing to see that they have, like you said, a great relationship. It seems like on and off the court there throughout the offseason, we saw Cade, Sadiq, Isaiah Stewart, Killian at 
Boston Celtic playoff games. We've seen them on the sideline of summer yeah. league games, joking around. You see them in practice of summer league games. They don't have to be down there in summer league, but they all show up in summer league, joking around, leading summer league guys. Like, they don't have to do these things. They don't have to work out together. It sounds like the K's been working out with multiple guys from the Pistons team. They don't have to do all this stuff together, but they all are doing it together. They're growing up together. They got a great relationship. I think that's why fans are, even though I sound, sometimes I sound like a pessimist because I say that I don't know if they're going to be that great this year. I completely understand why so many fans believe they will and are so excited for them and want to see the success so fast because they believe in these guys. Like you said, they feel like your players. They feel like your team. You're watching them grow. You want them to get better. You want to see them become good. You want to see them hit their heights so quickly. I completely get it. And yeah. it, it's it's the best way. It's the best way to be a fan. I completely agree with that. And, um, and, and when they get there, you know, it's going to make that ride feel so worth it, right? Like yeah. it's once it finally gets there, once they finally do, you know, win a playoff series and, and really start competing in the playoffs, um, it's going to make all the all these years, you know, of mediocrity before Cade, you know, the drumming years, all those year, years we talked about, it's going to make all of it worth it. Absolutely, man. So before we wrap up the podcast, man, I want to say thank you for coming on. I had a lot of fun, but I want to ask you one more question. So outside Sadiq, or not outside Sadiq, because I think Sadiq's going to be your answer. That's why. Um, outside of Cade Cunningham, who's the young prospect on this team that you're the biggest fan of? Outside of Cade, who do you think, who do you think one has the, has the best chance to be the best player out of all of them? And two, who's your personal favorite? Those two can be different. Obviously, one of them you may think will be better, but the other one's just a uh, more favorite player to you. They're the same player to me, and it's Jaden Ivey. Uh, okay. And I know that probably a lot of guys are going to say that, but um, I was so hyped when we got Jaden Ivey. Uh, you know, I was running around my living room, you know, out of excitement when we got him. Um, I think he's an electric player. We saw him in summer league, you know, make those plays, um, show those flashes, and, um, you know, it's definitely not, it's definitely not a given that he's going to hit, you know, for sure. You know, he's, he's a little bit more of, you know, a boomer bust prospect that, you know, a lot will say, but um, I think it's pretty evident that, uh, that he has the ability to be great. He has the ability to be a second or third option on a really good team. And um, I just think him and Cade next to each other are just going to be so much fun to watch. Um, that, that, that backcourt is just going to be so exciting, so electric night in and night out, whether the team's winning or losing, you're going to tune in to watch Kate and Jaden Ivey play basketball. So um, I really do think Jaden Ivey is going to get there. Um, I think, I do think it's going to take time. I want to urge the fans to not hold him to the expectation of what we just saw Kate Cunningham do because Jaden Ivey is not Kate Cunningham. Um, Kate Kate Cunningham is once in a every five to 10 year kind of player. Um, so Jaden Ivey is going to take some time to get there, but um, I really do believe in the talent. I do believe in the ability, and uh, and yeah, I really think that um, those two are going to be the the two pieces to truly build around. I think a lot of fans will say that, like you said, he's an incredibly fun player. I think at the very least, he's going to make the Pistons fun this upcoming season. So, last question, simply yes or no, real quick. Do the Pist- Do you think the Pistons will make the play play in this year? No, nope. I think. Uh, I don't think Troy Weaver want, or I, I think if it, I think the plan is honestly, we're not really trying to win, but if it happens, it happens this year, next year is going to be the year that they're really trying to shoot for it, but I don't think it happens. Fair enough. All right, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate you. I, I think it was a lot of fun, man. It, it, it really was. 
Um, make sure you guys go follow Tyler if you if you don't already on Twitter. If you guys want to connect with each other, you know, grow the Pistons community fan base. Yeah, you for sure. See him over on Twitter at Field by Motown. Tyler, I want to thank you again, man, for coming on. I, I like your jersey display in the background, man. I, I really do. I like the Blake yeah. Griffin, Cade, and Grant Hill. I need to get Grant Hill one, though. I need to get a teal jersey. I don't have a teal jersey yet. I hey, they're coming, one. though. They're coming. So Right? Yep. They're coming. I'm going to have to get one. A, a teal, a teal uh, Cade. That would be sick. But um, Absolutely. Uh, thanks thanks for letting me on, Kua. This is a really cool idea. Um, I was, you know, really flattered when you, when you asked me to come on. And for all the fans that are trying to get on, you know, um, I wish you all the best. And, uh you know, go Pistons, give me a follow. I love to, you know, talk Pistons. So the, the bigger the community that we have, you know, the more fun that we all have. So thanks again, Coop. Absolutely, man. I had a lot of fun. So I'll see you guys on the next podcast. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button at Lockdown Pistons, or leave us a five-star review down below on whatever podcast platform you listen to this on. It's the best way to support the podcast. Again, if you guys want to find a way to get on the podcast in one of these episodes, comment down below. You want to be on the podcast or tweet at me at Cooper Hill. Those are the two best ways to get it done. I'll see you guys in the next one on Monday. Thank you, Tyler, again. I hope you guys had fun listening. Until next time, I'll see you guys later. Peace out, everybody.